Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire and you're listening to the Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Let's go. Thank you for having me, man. I'm fired up as Bubba's 33. I yeah. love, I love their food. I love their pizza, the yeah. Hawaiian. Hey, man, Hawaiian pizza. Yes, I'm yes. with you on that. Yes, that sir. Is, that is a good pizza right there. So, so yeah, you know, um, I guess you know we appreciate you stopping by today, talk some uh, Red Raider football and, and and everything. So here we are in uh, in May. Kind of what's what's going on now? I mean, I guess you know, just you're done with spring ball now. I yeah. mean, are you? Do you, do you start game planning for the season already? I mean, do you do any X's and O's kind of stuff this early, or you know what? What, what are you doing? The, the, you know, this time of year. Well, the guys, you know, they're on a break. Uh, we have our first uh, team meeting May 29th, and then they come back, and we're lifting on May 30th. Um, right. But right now, the GAs and the QCs, they've broken down our first four opponents, uh, getting everything ready. Uh, they go through. They start out. They go through all our tendencies of maybe what we saw in the spring for us to get better at, and then. And we're going to go right into uh, coming back and going into Wyoming and start looking to what they do and what they're how they're going to attack us and see how we can attack them. So all of June is really uh, taking those first four, four opponents and and seeing what we're going to uh, be able to work on during fall camp. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now, are you worried about the stadium being ready for the for the season? I keep we watch we, at our at our uh, station. We have uh, the oh, live yeah. video feed mm-hmm. all day all day every day. We all go in there all the time and check, you know, and see what's going on with it. And I know they got that, that turf kind of torn up down there right. at that one end zone. I mean, is everything on schedule to really, you know, I mean, we're going to be able to play a game, right, when when the season rolls around? Yeah, you know, yeah. It, I think it's good we're not uh, – I mean, they feel good about being on time. Yeah. You know, the big thing is, you know, we're putting a new field down, so that's what's got to be on time. Right. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's probably good that we're opening up in Wyoming instead of uh, here in Lubbock. And then got to be ready for Oregon coming in, and so we're they feel really good, you know, talking to the guys that they feel like they're maybe even a little ahead of schedule, which I don't know if that exists uh, in any world. (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, they feel good about it, and so they feel good about it. I feel good about it. There you go. I know we'll be ready to play. So, (laughs) coach, a lot of excitement for this upcoming season. Everybody's got predictions. The team's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, You tell us. I'd rather hear from you. What are you thinking about this team? You know, I'm really excited. Um, one, we have uh, so much back. Um, you know, uh, we have we felt really good coming out of spring of our progression. Um, you know, one, how we practice, uh, the speed that we're trying to play with. Um, and then we we have uh, the guys that we lost were extremely talented, but we've grown. And then we brought in some really good football players, so we feel great. But I'll tell you the – you know, I always tell everybody I think I'm a PowerPoint guru. And, uh, you know, I'm working on my PowerPoints for May 29th, and, and one slide is talking about, you know, the enemy and the enemies assume and, and you know, and also, like, uh, people are going to pat you on the back, and, and you've worked hard to get those pats on the back. But realize this, you know, um, this is a whole new season, and, and uh, we've got to make sure we're working June and July and in August to get ready to play to meet those expectations. And I love that word. I want people to expect us to be really good. Now we've just got to go to work and, um, 
and meet those expectations. But I will tell you, I expect to be a really good football team. And then you guys have been on the road a little bit already with this right. Reckham Tour. Uh, I'm sure fans are, are, are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's been fun. Yesterday we were in Odessa for uh, lunch, and then dinner was Midland. Uh, went to Amarillo um, earlier in the week. I'm actually, it's not with a Reckham Tour, but it's with our alumni association. I'm going to Waco, flying to Waco this afternoon, and then I'll be in Abilene on Monday, and then I'm flying to San Antonio for their touchdown club. Um, I love it, man, because I love being around the Red Raiders, man. They're, they're just such a great group of people. They're fired up. Um, they're excited. And, and then the other thing that's been really cool is getting to know Grant, you know, even more because he's been on, you know, two of the stops uh, with us. Uh, he was in Lubbock, and then, of course, um, he was with us yesterday. And so it's always good to hear his message of uh, what he's expecting in our basketball team. But what stands out about Coach McCaslin since you mentioned him? I think he's, you know, I think he's a, he's a Red Raider. He's a tough guy. You know, he's a West Texas guy as far as like his mindset. You know, he's gonna his his team's gonna play with a lot of passion. They're gonna play really hard. And I always tell everybody, man, if you got a team that's a tough team that plays hard, you have an opportunity to win every game. You know, because tough people are hard to beat. You know, for four quarters. You know, for basketball two halves. And and so I think he's gonna bring that. And then. I know it is the off season, but there really isn't an off season. No. Big recruiting month coming up too, just around the corner. Obviously, you can't mention names, but what is what has worked so much for y'all? Obviously, y'all are recruiting at another level than yeah. what Texas Tech has recently. How have y'all been able to do that? What's not, not your plan, but right. just how have you been able to do it in general? Well, first of all, you know I can't talk about him, but I will tell you this: the two weekends in June will have more talent than Texas Tech's ever had on campus in recruiting visits. I mean, as far as the the potential and 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 what these guys can do. But I, you know, there's a couple things. One, we don't make excuses. We don't let anybody make them for us. And I think at some point in time, and I'm sure for whatever reason they thought that or they used that. But you know, people said it's tough to recruit to West Texas, and I think that makes no sense whatsoever to me. You know, um, if you're talking about a recruiting kid from a Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's a flight every 30 minutes that's leaving out of Love Field. You know, you have direct flights from Austin. You have direct flights from Houston. um, And you're flying into Lubbock. The people we're recruiting against, unless it is TCU, maybe driving somewhere else there's not direct flights into those places and so for whatever reason people saying it's hard to get there it's not and so that's one thing the other thing we're selling a great university that you can come here and you're going to be able to study anything and everything i think we're one of nine universities in the country that has the diversity of of degrees that we have when you're talking about you know uh having a, a medical um degree you know as far as being a doctor being a dentist being a you know i know we pissed everybody off in college station but we have a vet school now you know and, and so when you're talking about that and you're selling uh this uh great university again is very appealing and then i think we're going to play a great grand brand of football and we're going to develop these guys in the nfl football players
one of the things about your program right now I like the most, and I think probably gets talked about the least, is defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter. Yeah. What does he bring uh, to the table, or what does he like? That's my dude, man. Uh, I call him my stunt double because uh, we get mistaken uh, at different times. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I loved him. I loved him whenever I first met him, whenever he was at A&M. It's so funny. Whenever I was able to get him, I called Kenny Perry, who's, you know, our special teams coordinator. He's my best friend. He goes, you did what? How are you doing this? And I said, yeah, we got, I said, we got TD, man. He's coming. You know, he brings such a great experience scheme-wise. But if you think about what Tim DeRuiter's done in his career, he played great defense at Air Force. He great, played great defense at A&M. He played great defense at Cal. He played great defense at Oregon. He came in, and we played great defense last year. Um, he would tell you in all those places that he wants to get better. But he did it with rosters that none of those places really look alike when you talk right. about their rosters. And he was still able to find a way to play defense with what was there. And, that you know, that's what attracted me so much. And then... The other person, it's really the whole defensive staff, but being able to get Marcel Yates with him to where you have a guy that you can really say, okay, look, you take care of the back end, Marcel. You make sure we're good in the secondary. And, and they've been together at different times so many times, and so I think that's huge. I, I love our defensive staff. I think we have rock stars in every position. I think you see that with the production that players – they're playing their best football under these guys. Malik Dunlap played his best football in the history of his career under Marcel Yates. Tyree Wilson, Isaac Smith, uh, uh, Miles Cole played their best football under CJIU in the history of their career. If you turn around and you look at the two fire hydrants we have in the middle that cancel out the A-gaps, Boog and Tony Bradford played their best, most productive football in their career under Zarnell Fitch. And then you turn around and uh, Kosai and Krishan, they played their best football under Josh Bookbinder. And so that's another part of the recruiting, that we can prove you're going to play your best football under our staff. And so love uh, Tim DeRuiter. And, man, he's, he's so valuable to me because he's also been a head coach. I think it's amazing that, I mean, when you first got hired, one of the first things you said was, we're going to play defense at Texas Tech. You know? yeah. And I think I remember, and I think most fans were kind of like, hoping for that, yeah. but going, well, I mean, you know, everybody says it, because for some reason, you know, Tech, for all his years, just could not really ever build a great defense, right. and you've come in quickly, and I mean, it's, to me, that's one of the most remarkable things I think that has changed since you've been here, is just how quickly you, you've built a, a, you know, a good defense, I mean, that that really, that shocked me, I'll be honest with you, yeah. that, I mean, that's really something. Well, you know, there's a lot of areas that we have to get better at, but then there's some areas, too, that I'm like, uh, and I think we did, but there's things like, you know, the two areas that I'm really proud of, really one of them especially, is we're number nine in the country in red zone defense, so that's when your back's against the wall, that's when yeah. you're at your best, and we're making guys kick field goals. You want to be like that, especially when you have the uh, uh, plan and, and the belief in going forward on fourth down in different parts of the field that a lot of people were like, traditionally, you don't do that. Right. And so you've got to be 
good there. Where we really worked uh, in the spring to be better at is from the 20 to the 20. You know, because if you look at our defensive numbers, we didn't have great numbers in total defense, but we had elite numbers in the red zone, and we were fifth in the country in fourth down defense. And so if you want me to trade one or the other, I'm all going to always want to be great in the red zone. Like, right, yeah. points is what it's all about, right? right? Um, but I think, you you know, part of playing great defense is not accepting great effort. Like, we're going to play at a certain standard at Texas Tech. I had a good friend the other day that's a Red Raider, uh, Jack Richards, who, you know, uh, is a proud Red Raider. His son played here. Um, he was a defensive lineman from South Lake Carroll. Jackson, he started, right? yeah, yeah, Jackson, he started laughing at me. He goes, he goes yeah, because they're not going to play if they're not playing with great effort. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. I mean, like, you just, that's why it's so important to practice the way we practice. And those guys buying in to practicing with effort um, every single snap, that's going to translate into getting better on defense. Now the scheme and, and understanding the scheme is what takes you to another level. Right. Okay, which uh, head coach Joey McGuire with us today on the Rock and Pregame. And uh, have you stick around a little bit longer. Yes, sir. Above us 33, and uh, we'll talk some more Texas Tech football uh, coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame live from above us 33 on Rock and it's the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on Rock 101.1 with Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon, and the host of the Rockin' Pre-Game, Jeff Scott. All right, uh, Coach Joey McGuire with us uh, today on the Rockin' Pre-Game and talking some Texas Tech football today. Yeah, Coach, as you know, uh, you know, I've run a message board for 247 yes, inside sir. the Red Raiders, and you graciously jumped on. I can't remember if it was – I think it was right after the season or – close to after the season and he did a live chat which was really cool i mean you, that was cool head coaches don't have to do that there in his office and i mean the fans went crazy they loved it so knowing you were coming on i thought i'd see if they had any we questions and do it again man yeah, whenever you yeah. want coach of course it. but they, they have questions now and uh so i'm gonna fire away some of them uh the first one comes from King Striker, who said, The question is aggressive, but I would sincerely like to know uh, how Tech plans on taking the next step from a middle-of-the-road Big 12 program to a spot where Tech can win the league and see large bowl games. Yeah, I, I love that question, man, um, because I, I do believe that we're moving in that direction, um, and I, I feel good about you know where we're at. The biggest thing that I think people are going to see, and I said this yesterday in, in Midland and Odessa, is just look at the team. Whenever you start looking at the team and you look, okay, we just lost Tyree Wilson, but we're replacing him with a dude that's actually bigger. And so, <laughs> like, that hasn't been the case. Whenever you yeah. start looking at the size of our football team um, and, and the length of our football team, um, I think that's when you start really taking a step in because we all know you line up we did it against 19 and at the place i was before when we lined up against georgia those dudes look different right and so that's one thing whenever you start looking at the recruiting at that level um we're going to look different when we already do one of my favorite dude is tony bradford the mayor and whenever i first got here he was probably like every other fan saying yeah 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 we've heard this before and then all of a sudden you know we bring guys in and they're they're freshmen that he's trying to help grow up and he's going coach i see exactly what you're talking about and so that's one way you, you follow that plan but then you get players at the end of the day um, players win games and you get better players and you get longer and bigger players and you get them to buy into the brand of football that you're 
going to play. I got a couple of follow-ups off that because you said some really good stuff. One is, is the key to coaching college kids being genuine? Is that is that maybe the, the main thing or, or, or not? I think he's coaching anybody. You know, whenever yeah. you, you know, whenever you're talking about, um, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say and, and, and then back it up. You know, the one thing that I've tried to do since I've got here, um, it was totally, it, it was a weird situation whenever I came because I came in with games left in the season, but it allowed me to meet one-on-one with the team versus meeting as a team and me selling this vision. I was able to sit down and do it one-on-one with each player and, and get them to understand where we were coming from and then saying, hey, call me out if I don't back it up. At least try to back it up. You know, yeah. I mean, everything's not always going to work perfect, but, you know, if they see that you're giving effort to, to you know, set, getting them to understand what you're trying to do, it gives you a chance. And then uh, that's where the genuine comes in. And then is depth really the difference between winning late and in a season? Is that where your program, like y'all, like y'all did, you won your final four games? Is that the difference? Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's really important because, you know, we were actually talking the other day, nine out of the ten programs. Programs uh, in the Big 12 last year played multiple quarterbacks. Wow. I think Iowa State was the only team that didn't play a, a, a multiple quarterbacks. And so just from that position alone, but you turn around, um, you know, the number of snaps, the effort that we want to play with, we call it Red Raider speed and violence, and it's overwhelming effort play after play. And, and so it's one of those deals of having guys that you can go out there. I mean, we want to play, and it's, it's based on we've got to do our job as coaches, but on defense, we want to play 18 to 22 guys or more every single game, and then that allows us to be stronger at the end of the year. And the next uh, question from Inside the Red Raiders subscriber, Texan44, who says, uh, Tex receiving a lot of love uh, in the top 25 rankings, even some college football playoff talk. How does uh, Coach McGuire use that height but also keep that aggressive underdog grip? Yeah, you know, I think uh, a one is is we we can't shy away from it. You know, it, it's uh, the expectations are out there. Our players in the world that you live in, the world that we live in, you know, it's social media driven. It's in front of you every single day. Yeah. These guys have more information at the touch of a finger in this generation than any generation ever. Like Google anything. I mean, if you want to Google the expectations of the football team, <laughs> thousands of articles are going to pop up, right? right. And so you got to talk about it. You can't shy away from it but then if you are the brand and you're working for that every day then that keeps you that keeps that grit and toughness and that chip on your shoulder that you're the toughest hardest working most competitive team in the country and um, you know that you're going to do that in everything that you do and and so i think that keeps that and we're going to call each other out. And I tell the players, man, like, look, you ain't going to hurt my feelings. You call me out. I mean, I hope you do it the right way respectfully. I'm going to try to do it the right way respectfully to you. But we're going to call each other out. That, that, that You're either the brand or you're not. And if you're not the brand, then we're going to say, why not? And how do we fix it? Yeah, I love that. And then uh, 54th Street uh, asks, do the players and coaching staff realize just how incredibly hungry this fan base is for success? Does that add more pressure or more, or more motivation? No, I, I think we do. I will tell you this, guys. I, I've, I've said it many a times. You know, I, I am etern- internally driven. Like, I want to win. Um, it, I, I want to win as bad as anybody that I think has ever worked, walked the face of the earth. I want to win. What has even grown that fire even more 
is being around this fan base and seeing how hungry and how important it is that it's even fueled that fire even more. So um, I, I want to make sure our guys I, – I really try to make sure our guys understand – the love that they are getting and and how important it is because that keeps their attitude. I think um, they have a gratitude of thank you very much for supporting us the way you do. And so um, I'll tell you this. I, I One thing that people are going to hear a lot, I think, uh, you know, the Midland and that group heard it yesterday, but 60 minutes of us can – they handle 60 minutes of us. And the us is the football team, but the people that are going to show up on Saturday against Oregon, the people that are going to show up on Saturday against Tarleton State. Jones AT&T is the toughest place to play in America when they get 60 minutes of us. And so I need that fan base that is hungry, that is fired up to understand they got to show up too. And they, trust me, they affect the game. And so we're going to find out if people can handle 60 minutes of us. I want to go hit somebody, man. Yeah. I'm, go <laughs> I'm fired up, too, man. I'm telling you. All right, next question. Red Raider grad, how do they balance time between coaching and recruiting? What's the time ratio? You know, right now it's all recruiting uh, because all the coaches, um, I saw a couple of them in the office because Friday kind of slows everything down. Um, but, you know, all the all the staff, uh, on the field staff is out recruiting, you know, seeing future Red Raiders. And then that's where the QCs and GAs, our young coaches, are so valuable because they're breaking everything down. They're really preparing everything for June for the team, why all the other coaches are out on the road. And so there's different times, um, you know, we have time set in our schedule to recruit. But once you get in the season, you got to really spend 99 Percent, and then you got to go over, I guess, 100% if you can in the recruiting part. But 99% has got to be concentrated on the team and winning on Saturday. And so there's different parts of the year that, you know, the, the balance shifts and the importance shifts. Um, June, it, really, honestly, June is probably one of our busiest months. I think it is the busiest month outside of, of, of football season because you're going to have camps that you're evaluating potential guys. You've got a Official visits that you're bringing guys in, and then you have your team that you're trying to build um, for the fall. And so, it, June's a crazy month for us. <laughs> and then, uh, Easy One wants to know who will be the freshmen and sophomores that you expect to make some noise next season. Oh man, that's a great question, man. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you right now, two freshmen that jump off the page to me um, that I'll be shocked if they redshirt is uh, is B.J. Jordan. Uh, he plays. He's the number two right now in the depth chart. It's star. He'll be backing up C.J. Baskerville. Had a phenomenal spring. And then Mikael Dingle, uh, the linebacker that pointed at the Big 12 uh, uh, indoor and probably would have come in the finals if he hadn't tripped over the hurdles in the outdoor. I think those two guys, without a doubt, as a freshman, um, are you going to make an impact. Um, now, I will tell you, our freshman class, man, we've got some dudes. I call them the triplets. we got three D 
DBs, you know, and, and that you know will will help us. But I just think with BJ body wise, he's 210 pounds right now, and so he's going to be able to hold up and be able to play. Um, and, and then sophomore wise, you go back and uh, I think Joseph Adateray, he's one kid that we didn't redshirt. Just going to have a, a, a really good year for us. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, Bryson Donnell, you saw flashes last year. The tough thing to say at a running back, uh, Taj Brooks and Cameron Valdez are dudes, and they're going to – man, I'm so excited about that that room. But, you know, I think whenever you look at that – and then one other guy that I definitely want to talk about, I talked to him the other day. He's a redshirt, soft, uh, redshirt freshman, which I think is a sophomore, mm-hmm. is uh, Ben Roberts. You know, you're going to see yeah. Ben Roberts um, play a lot at linebacker. Um, you know, you've got a good mix in there, uh, but you, you bring back Jacob Rodriguez, and then you have uh, Josiah Pierre and and uh, Matthews, but you're going to see a lot of Ben Roberts. Um, I think he's going to have a really good year for us. One more question. I'm skipping ahead here. I wanted to ask you, make sure we got in, it was uh, from a, a dude named Texan. Who would be on the 4 by one relay, and who would be the alternate up from Tech in terms of just pure speed? Oh, wow, man. Well, what's crazy is uh, Miguel Dinga would be one, but oh. then you might have to say three guys that not are on campus are two, three, four, and five. Now, I, I mean, two, three, four. Um, I think uh, Dre McCray would have something to say about that because uh, he's got some speed. But you got to realize what we're bringing in. We're bringing in two linebackers that will run for Wes Kitley. Now, let me say this again. You're talking about the Big 12 indoor and outdoor champ, and I'm telling you two linebackers are going to run for him next year. And then you're bringing in two corners. You're bringing in Macho Stevenson and you're bringing Miles Thompson that both are running 10 threes wow. and they're going to have a chance to run for him run for him and so What's really cool is those are defensive players. I told y'all we're going to play defense in West Texas. Right, right, yeah. And so that's really – that's a big deal. But, like, um, you know, there's other guys definitely. But I'm going to tell you, the four freshmen, they're going to they're gonna go out and challenge anybody and say, hey, let's see if we can get the stick around the track and, and beat all these old guys. All right, so Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire with us on Rock and Pregame today. And stick around for one more segment here. You got it. Man, let's just stick around here all day and talk. <laughs> I, could, it, I could do it. I trust I me. It. I can, man. I love it, man. I, I know this time of year I'm so ready for college football to get oh, back to the business center yes, and talk sir. about it. feels good. So, yeah, we'll get more from uh, Coach McGuire coming up next year on the Red Raider Outfit of Rock and Pregame live from Bubba's 33 on Rock and is the Red Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on Rock 101.1. Brought to you by Bubba's 33, Chrome, Mitch Hall Chevrolet, and Signs on the Go. Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire with us today on the Rockin' Pre-Game. Coach, I mean, I, I hear people say all the time, man, Joey McGuire is everywhere. I mean, it's <laughs> like you cloned yourself or something. Well, I mean, you, you're everywhere. I told you Tim DeRuiter's my stunt double. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, you know, the thing... The, the the thing that I like really just thrive on and get my energy from is is being around passionate people, and that's the Red Raiders. I just define wait, what are the Red Raiders? Passionate people, and so I love being around the Red Raiders. And anytime I get a chance to go visit, uh, I try to be around. I want to. And then I love being around our players. 
one of my really good friends, Judd Hardage, uh, uh, you know, he's a diehard Red Raider. He actually told Kirby, he said, you know, whenever he was at the press conference, he said, I'm going to tell you right now, that brand is fixed to be 24-7 everywhere because I do understand the importance of uh, recruiting. I understand the importance of uh, being around our fan base and letting them know who we are. And so, you know, that's what uh, we choose to do, and that's what we want to do. And, and so I do. I try to be anywhere and everywhere whenever it comes to the Red Raiders and Texas Tech. Well, you've been able to do some things lately. How was going to the NFL draft and being oh. there with Tyree? Man, I'm going to tell you, that was uh, takeaway uh, coaching in games and, and winning big games and stuff like that. Uh, but just like the football part of coaching um, and maybe that venue is probably the coolest thing I've ever done. Uh, the NFL does an absolutely incredible job. They've done such a great job of moving that from New York and letting it be in different cities because that city just takes over. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people were there, um, but man, whenever I was on stage with the commissioner and all the other coaches, and I look back, it looked like four football fields of just a massive humanity. And then to sit there and watch Tyree Wilson get that call and his family and the just the emotions and the realness and you know you got a big six six guy tearing up and and it, it was just incredible and and i was so proud for him and i was so proud for us because he was one of the few if i, I don't know if there was another kid that was representing their university the way he was you know he opened up his coat and there's the double t and i didn't really see anybody else like that and so that was really cool well and i think people could see on that video i mean when when He's hugging. I think he was hugging his mom. I think it was you and Blanchard in the background. Oh, yeah. You were just like a proud papa. And I you was. were so invested in these guys. Yeah, you know, I love my guys. I really do. I'm, I, what's really cool is um, I'm going to do my second wedding. Uh, James Lockhart's getting married in July in Dallas. I'm going to officiate. Um, and then Tyler Shuck asked me asked me to officiate his wedding next April. And uh, so we'll do we'll fly to California and do that. And so, and, you know, What's that say about me? What it says is I love my players. I love them unconditionally. I understand that, uh, like every other human, we're, we're flawed and we're going to make mistakes, and I make them every single day. You can ask my wife. Um, she'll tell you. But it, I do love my guys, you know, and, and seeing that and, and seeing how that just – that was generational. That, that just changed his family, you know, uh, and just – his kids that he doesn't have, you know, just like his kids' kids and his kids, it just changed everything. It's like Dennis Wilburn graduating. He's the first graduate ever. He's the first graduate from college in the history of his family. Wow. Right? That's that cool. just changed everything because yeah. now the expectation is as a, as his part of his family, you're going to school and you're going to graduate. And and so stuff like that just gets me fired up. And then from coach on the father's side, your daughter just got married. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot of New Yorkers descended on Texas, man. You know, the I, I told you earlier, the Vinnies and the Doms and the Anthonys, and, and we had a blast. We had so much fun. Well, and then, uh, Coach, uh, where, where are you on this crane thing? I was just out. I spoke to the Idaloo Honors class at yeah. the Jones the other day, and I looked at it, and, I mean, it's a skinny little... 
I mean, what, what are you going to do? I'm ready there? to roll, man. Are I, you still I, doing that? Oh, yeah, I'm doing it. We're getting the exact date and getting everything cleared. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Boutros, uh, you know, who, who works with us, he did it. And I'm not going to let that dude one up. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to just call you. I mean, you can't be the brand and let somebody That's else right. do it. Is, is, Kenny, and, uh, is Kenny going up with you? I, don't, I think Kenny's scared of heights. But, you know, I just threw that out there. I'm not scared oh, of heights. Man. I'm really fired up. If they let me bungee off of it, I would do that too. Oh, no. I don't think they're going to oh, let no, me do no. that. I hope they don't. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. No. Don't do that. I, let me speak for the fan base. Yeah, here. I don't, just don't do that. No, I'm not doing that, but I'm going up the crane. I promise you. That is awesome. Hey, I told you at that National Football Foundation, I just wanted to thank you on the behalf of Lubbock. You raise everybody up uh, with what's going on with this football team. It's the heartbeat of our community, and more people are just have more pep in their step because we're so prideful of what you guys are doing. So thank you. Now, thank you for saying that, man. We live in the greatest place. I just absolutely love Lubbock and West Texas, and and uh, man, I, I just I want to make people proud. And you know, I know I definitely know that comes with wins, but I think it's also it comes with the style of play, and and then the attitude uh, from our team of how much we appreciate being in Lubbock and being Red Raiders. It's also how generous you are with your time, doing yeah. a lot of interviews, but also out with the fans. And I have more fan questions. Let's do it, man. More, so. Let's do uh, it. This is from Teeny Pepper, one of my favorite names on the board. He said, uh, obviously fans are obsessed with recruiting sites and stars and those kind of things. Uh, how much do you do you and your staff focus on that or not? Uh, what do you look at? Or is everything in-house and, and organic uh, and based on word of mouth and relationships? You know, everything is uh, – we have a plan. Uh, we don't – First of all, uh, most of the guys that we offer, if you follow us and track us, they don't have any stars because they hadn't been evaluated yet yes. because we're so ahead of the curve, and um, and we're going to stay that way. We we have a plan. We just research like crazy track meets, basketball games, multi-sport athletes, um, and then we're looking at the film, and then we're trying to find verified times and numbers, and then once we get all of that and we say this kid fits, we don't care who offers him or who if anybody offers him after us right um let me say like here's a perfect example one of our lowest rated players in this last class was michael dingle the dude's going to play in the nfl if he stays healthy he's going to do some phenomenal things and this is what we believe in, and this is where we're going to go. And, and then, you know, when people start evaluating and look at the numbers and everything like that, usually guys go from no stars to three and four stars or a two-star going to four or five stars. And, you know, we, we really try to stick to our plan and, and really don't, you know, want anything else to come to effect to change the way we're doing it. I could vouch for them getting on early in a lot of these guys because I, I had to create so many more profiles than in, in, in the years yeah. past because y'all hear about them early how how do you is it the relationships or uh, how do you find these guys so early yeah it's a it's one i'll say the relationship but that's not like number one number one is we have a personnel staff in james blanchard brian nance sean kenny and jake pittman and literally those four guys and then they have four student workers that work with them when they come into the building to when they leave the building all they do is evaluate film. That is their sole purpose and job. And um, we're very unique from the standpoint I trust those guys 
to say, Coach, this is who we're going to offer. It was really hard. We talked about Drueger at first. He kind of was like, ah. Um, and I get it, you know, because this is very untraditional. But yeah. it's basically saying, hey, Coach, let's offer this kid. And we go to the coaches and say, here's who you're recruiting. You know, yeah. and so it eliminates a line um, to where we watch guys faster because a lot of times, uh, traditionally, you're going to go out and you're say, okay, Tim, I need you to watch this guy. And he might have 10 guys on his desk, but he's also trying to come up with a game plan. And we cut that kind of out of saying, we're going to watch it. We want his, definitely want his expertise and everything. But when it comes down to who we're recruiting, I, I believe in those guys. And, um, you know, I, I'm right there in there with them. I, whenever we're ready to offer a guy, we watch film, and I'm saying, hey, thumbs up, let's roll. That is unique for at least my experience. It's yeah. like Blanchard. I, I think I don't know if the common Texas Tech fan realizes how important he is to, to the whole operation, the recruiting operation. And I, so you're basically saying he has a green light. Like, he does because I've heard I've interviewed so many recruits who said, you know, Coach Blanchard is the one who offered me, which yeah. is different. That, that's it's totally different. different. Totally different. You know the uh, it's funny whenever uh, he was trying to decide what he was going to do. I told him I said Blanch. You're about to walk into a place that the only person that can tell you no is me. And I said, how many times have we differed and thought that that guy wasn't good enough? And he goes, well, I really can't think of any. I said, then get your butt on the plane and let's go win. Let's go win the Big 12, man. And and so I think he understands the faith that I have in him. And how do I have that faith? One, he's got great experience whenever he was at Baylor. But even before that, you know, he was – that's how he kind of got his name. He was doing it, sending it to colleges. And then he goes to the NFL and he spends uh, over a year and a half with Matt Roy as a scout. And so this dude scouted the best of the best and knows what it looks like. And so whenever you start talking through that, and then we are big on numbers. We're going to get verified numbers, yeah. whether it be in track, whether it be, you know, sending a video to a high school coach and say, hey, this is how we want you to measure them, video it, and send it back to us, and then we're ready to go. Yeah. It's a K-O-N-E Lubbock. Uh, Jay Forfeit uh, on Inside the Red Raiders asked uh, your, on your views on realignment and what you think the conference will look like in a few years and if it even matters to you. You know, um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we've got, I think we've got the best commissioner in college football. He is he is a very aggressive, you know, I love whenever one of his first statements is the Big 12's open for business. And I think over the next I don't know. I, can't, I mean, I, I can't predict whether it be a week, six weeks, or whenever. Um, the Big 12 is going to look different, you know, and, and I think we are. I think he's aggressively looking at different people that you can add. I will tell you this. It's going to be extremely competitive. Um, and and if you look at the past few years, uh, the people that are leaving, they're, they're, real, they're, they're good programs, but it's not like they've dominated this conference uh, in the last three years. Um, you look at the last year where K-State and TCU played and K-State won it. The year before that, it was Baylor and uh, Oklahoma State, you know, and Baylor won it. The year before that, it was OU and Iowa State in in the uh, Big 12 Championship. You look at the year before that, it was Baylor and OU in the Big 12 Championship. So you've had a really good mix of teams that are playing for the championship. That's just in football. You look at, you know, basketball and 
Uh, it, it says a lot of the people that are staying that are still in the conference, Baylor in Kansas and Texas yeah. Tech. And so, you know, what we're losing versus what we have and what we're gaining um, is going to be a very, very competitive conference. Well, uh, Coach Joey McGuire with us on the Rocket pregame. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by today, talk some red yeah. football, and uh, and good luck in the, the upcoming season here, man. We're all anxious. I wish it was this weekend. Hey, I, I know. Me too, man. <laughs> Thanks, I'm ready. Coach. Thank you, all guys. Right. Thanks, Coach. All right, we come back here. We'll talk some Red Raider baseball with the Red Raider dugout, Keith Patrick, joining us here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rocket pregame live from Bubba's 33 on Rock 101.1. The Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame. From Bubba's 33 in minutes on Rock 101.1.